Welcome to worship at MCC Lehigh Valley. Good morning. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Buenos dias. How good it is to be in the house of the Lord and see everyone here this morning to worship our loving, living God. So if we could just take a moment. For those who are worshiping online, if you could type into the comments uh, a hi and a hello and tell us where you're worshiping from. For those who are in person in the sanctuary, turn to a neighbor, give a wave, give a hi, a hello, maybe a salute. Uh, a smile, how good it is to, uh, to see everyone. Let's join in saying together the church's purpose statement. MCCLV's purpose is to worship and serve God through acts of justice and compassion. And now let's share a sign of peace with one another, with the peace sign, maybe a hug sign, right? The virtual hug sign, how good it is to be in community this morning. Praise be to God. join in our call to worship. We are called together this day to ask God to put us in pathways of service to others. 
We open our hearts to receive God's good word and sustaining energy. Amen. You may be seated as we continue to worship. On the third Sunday of the month, we have a unison confession. Uh, first and third Sundays. On the second and fourth Sundays, we have a silent confession. It's good to mix it up. And I always love a unison confession because it's a reminder that I'm in this with my brothers, sisters, and siblings in Christ. We're in this together. We're in the confessing together, the worshiping together, the praying together. So will you join me now in our unison confession? Patient God. Sometimes we are just too busy for our own good. We pledge ourselves to hectic schedules, demands on time, energy, and resources that erode all too quickly. We seem to be rushing through life. The cries of those in need often go unheeded in our blur of activities, which sap our energy, our resources, our spirits. Help us to slow down a bit, Lord. Remind us again that we are responsible for the care of this world, for reaching out and offering your healing love. Remind us again of Jesus' words to his disciples when he told them that they should love one another as he loved them. May we take time to hear in all that we do, for we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We are a blessed people. We are a forgiven people. We can trust that, and we can be confident and assured that God's love is poured out in abundance eternally, and God's forgiveness also. We have established praying ground here. This is sacred space uh, that we are in, whether we're here in person or online. And so for those who are worshiping online, if you could 
write any prayer requests just directly into the comments uh, on the worship broadcast. For those who are in person, I'm going to pause in just a moment, and we're going to lift up our prayers unto the Lord. And so let's take a, a pause, and we can lift up our prayer needs. We are wired to worship you, God. Every seven days, we feel that pull to your sanctuary or to gather online to praise you, to honor you, to glorify you. We give you thanks, Lord God, for this worshiping community and all who serve you. We humbly ask your blessings for Metropolitan Community Church of the Lehigh Valley that we might continue to share ministry within and far beyond this place. Grow each one of us in responding generously to you, O oh God. Help all the people of MCCLV to continue to bear one another's burdens. Help us to provide gentle restoration with and for one another. Help each one of us to plant seeds in the spirit that together we might experience an abundant harvest of hope and forgiveness and reconciliation and love. You are present in our worship service this day. We open our hearts, we open our minds to your transformation. And let's all say, amen. Amen. If any children in the sanctuary, children, can you come forward at this time? We want to bless you. Thank you for being here, children. I know you're excited for a time of children's church. How good to see everyone. There we go. Oh, there we go. You can sit or stand or whatever, you'd, whatever you would like to do. So today our theme is serving. Okay, it's about serving God and serving others. What's another word for serving? CJ has a hand up. Serving. Yes, yes, giving people food. Uh, sharing. Excellent, excellent. It's also about helping. And so we can, there are people we can help each and every day. Right? So sometimes it's like going to a food pantry and, and handing out food. But then sometimes it should be in out and about. And uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, let's say we're at a grocery store, right? So let's say I'm at the grocery store. You know, sometimes I can't always reach the things that are on the very top shelf in the grocery store. And a couple of you may know what I'm talking about here, right? And so, you know, sometimes I climb up on the shelves to get what I need, but then sometimes a helper comes by, and the helper can see that what? I'm reaching, but I can't quite get the potato chips or whatever, maybe a really healthy brand of potato chips. They see that I, they, I can't reach it, and what does that helper do? They come by, and they take it down, and they say, here you go. So there's some really easy ways that we can help people when we're at the grocery store. 
when we're at home, just easy, simple ways. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you children, and we're going to pray that, um, let's also pray for the congregation too, that we all just develop that eye for helping others, that we, we look and we see when there's a need. Okay, so let's pray. Church, if you could lift a hand in blessing toward these precious uh, children, these precious creations of the Most High God, we thank you, God, that you have placed in each one of these children a heart to help, a heart to serve your people, Lord God. Help all of us, help these children, help the entire congregation uh, to develop an eye to see when there are people in need that we can step in, Lord God, and be your hands in the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, children. Enjoy your time with Tirsa and Sean, your time of Children's Church. Praise be to God. Greetings. My name is Shirley Sweat, and I bring you greetings from my home in Allentown, PA. I give to God through MCCLV because by doing so, it helps MCCLV continue ministering on a grand scale within the Lehigh Valley and beyond, far beyond its borders. Many times in the past week, Babs and I were incredibly blessed by a pair of wrens bringing twigs to furnish their birdhouse nest in our backyard. This was a continuous process, one twig at a time, that according to the internet, could take up to a week to complete. For me, giving to God's work through MCCLB is ongoing as well just as the wrens faithfully returned with additional twigs, God faithfully uses our gifts to accomplish God's purposes. If you are financially able to donate, please do one amount at a time. You can give your offering online through MCCLV's website at www.mcclv.org. Click on the donate button to give via a credit card, PayPal, Venmo, or Apple Pay, or Google Pay. You may also write a check to MCCLB and mail it to the church at 1401 Greenview Drive, Bethlehem, PA, 18018. For those who are present in person at the church, the offering basket will be provided by the ushers. God has given us every good thing. Let's return to God a portion of all that God has so graciously given to us. Our reading today comes from chapter 6 from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Hear God's word for you. My friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride. For all must carry their own loads, those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. Here ends today's reading. Praise God's word that God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And church, will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, loving and amazing and miracle-working, wonder-working God. Pour out your spirit during this time, we pray. Amen.
Let's give a warm welcome to Mike Swartz, here today from Harrisburg, leading our music. Praise be to God, thank you. Thank you for being here. And making the drive, and let's all uh, pray for Mike and his husband Craig as they traverse Highway 78 <laughs> on the way back, on the way back. So, and thank you for your continued prayers for MCCLV's music and worship director, Brian Jones. Uh, his surgery went well on Friday, and we're just gonna continue, yeah, praise be to God. Yes, praise be to God. And we're just gonna continue to send all of our positive prayer energy toward Brian, and we trust that God's healing power is being poured out in abundance on Brian, and that uh, uh, God is certainly working through Brian's medical team. Uh, so once a year, MCCLV, we take a moment and we recognize volunteers, and uh, we praise God for the gifts shared by the church's faithful volunteers giving generously and freely. Now we know that MCCLV volunteers do not share their time and their talent to receive public recognition, we know that. Now on this next slide, any volunteerism that's done through the church is most of all about who? God, most of all about God, yeah, woohoo to God, yes, absolutely. It's also about love, uh, and also joyful responsibility. God calls us to volunteer in a variety of ministries. We respond to God's call with love in our hearts for our neighbors. And in our relationship with God and in our love for others, bless you, there is an element of responsibility. We take responsibility for our relationship with God by regularly and actively serving, worshiping, studying, and praying. And we take responsibility in our relationship with people by regularly being present and following through on commitments. Responsibility is not a drag. Uh, I had a clergy colleague, uh, he organized a monthly study group that I was a part of for a, a while. And at the end of each sort of organizing email, he would ask, and who would like to take joyful responsibility? And then he'd like list out the tasks. And I thought, what a great way to put it. Uh, taking on certain volunteer tasks is a joyous, joyful, responsibility. Now, we flake out on our love for God and our love for neighbor unless we take responsibility, right, for our volunteerism and unless we're clear. We want to be clear about our boundaries, what we can and what we cannot do. Remember, the most effective volunteers are clear about their time and ability, right? So it's not at all a problem to say no I cannot help out at this time. There are seasons of life when we are more available for volunteering, and there are seasons of life when family and work demands take precedent over volunteering. And there's absolutely no judgment uh, for a season of life, right? God understands, and so does the church. So we want to be really clear about our commitments. We always want to be honest about what we can and what we cannot do. Be clear with it, let our yes mean yes and our no mean no. Now, I always like a few facts and figures when I'm uh, studying a topic, and according to the Independent Sector Organization, in the year 2017, 63 million Americans volunteered. 63 million Americans volunteered about eight billion hours of their time. Wow, 63 million Americans volunteered 8 billion hours of their time. Now this is pre-pandemic, 2017, right? So those numbers uh, took a dip uh, these past couple of years during the pandemic. But volunteerism is restarting, and uh, I also thought this was interesting. Uh, in, in 2017, volunteers contributed close to $200 billion worth of time. Uh, that year, and that's just extraordinary, $200 billion. So if, if they had been paid, 
Uh, that would have been a $200 billion outlay. Praise be to God for volunteers. And I thought this was interesting too. I, I would not have guessed this, but religious organizations are the type of organization with whom volunteers volunteer the most. So 34% of volunteering takes place through a religious organization. Um, youth services organizations were the second most popular, about 26% of volunteers work through a, uh, volunteered through a youth services organization, and then community services organizations came in number three, about 15% of volunteers volunteered through community service organizations. And the benefits of volunteering in ministry are many. I think the number one benefit for volunteering in ministry is growing our connection with God, right? What's number one? Number one, what is volunteerism about? It's about God. And I think volunteerism also grows our hearts. It grows our hearts in love for others, the people whom we are serving and the people with whom we are, are volunteering. Now, on this next slide, there are four main groups of volunteers at MCCLV. So there's the Outreach and Justice Ministry. This includes the volunteering we do at the Bethlehem Emergency Shelter, as well as the volunteering we do at various pride festivals uh, throughout the summer. The worship ministry, that includes the hospitality team, which is also the, the, the ushers, uh, the audio-visual team, scripture readers. Board ministry includes everyone serving on the board as well as active committees like the fundraising committee. And spiritual formation includes, this ministry includes volunteers who teach adult spiritual formation classes or volunteer with our children's ministry. Now, if there's anyone here who's not already serving, um, if you're already serving, we have your information. But if there's anyone here who's not already serving, there's a blue card in your bulletin. You can fill out that blue card, and you can place it in the offering plate today if you are interested uh, in, um, in volunteering uh, through ministry at MCCLV. Now, before recognizing MCCLV's volunteers over this past year, it is important to, to talk about the biblical foundation. Now, again, we volunteer most of all because of God, and, and we want to serve God, and we want to glorify God. And our participation in ministry is grounded in the biblical stories of the community of Israel as well as the early church. And today's uh, scripture passage is from the Apostle Paul, and it's his letter to the churches in Galatia. And like he is in his letter to the Corinthians, both of his letters to the Corinthians, Paul is a bit itsy-gritsy with the Galatians, okay? As is the issue in many early churches, there are false teachers who are trying to drag people away from a Christ-centered faith community. And so what Paul does is through his letters, he shares important teaching. He shares encouragement, persuasion, and he's trying to strengthen the churches to withstand the false teachers. Now, Paul, this is so important. Paul is not at all interested in developing followers of Paul, okay? That's not Paul's goal. That's not Paul's aim. What Paul wants people to do is to follow Jesus. He's not interested in having his own followers, developing his own followers. He wants people to be disciples of Christ, he wants people to follow Jesus. Now, Paul can get testy at times with the various churches he has planted, but this is why he gets cranky sometimes, because spirituality is so very important to him. Paul doesn't want to see spirituality corrupted. He doesn't want to see it packaged and marketed. He doesn't want to see spirituality manipulated so someone can get power or so that the church becomes an idol. Now, this can get a little tricky, right? How can we be sure that a church is about Jesus and not about themselves? Well, the first question we always have to ask ourselves is whether the church that we're a part of, does this church want me to follow Jesus or do they want me to follow the church? Now, I know, I'm going to say that again, okay? Does this church, so this is something we have to ask ourselves no matter what church we're at. Does this church want me to follow Jesus or does this church want me to follow the church? If the church wants us to follow Jesus, there's going to be a lot of freedom to come and go, right? There's going to be no coercion. But a church that fo forces people, right, a church that forces people to believe a certain way is always going to be in danger of becoming an idol, right? And what does it mean to, to become an idol, for the church be to become an idol? We end up worshiping the church 
rather than worshiping God? So an important question to, to always ask ourselves. And I think an, another important and harder question to ask is whether the church wants us to feel good or if the church is willing to take the risk of following the Holy Spirit. Now, we all want affirmation, praise be to God, and the church is definitely to be a place of affirmation and a reminder of God's abiding love. We are all loved beyond imagination. We are all loved right now and eternally, praise be to God. Now, in addition to affirmation, the church is also a place to experience a confirmation. So not just affirmation, a confirmation of God's call. God has called each and every one of us to serve. And the church is the place where, where we can reflect on this calling from God. And we can think about the ways in which God is calling us. And so in addition to affirmation and confirmation, the church is also a place where we may embrace the challenges that God places before us and follow wherever the Spirit may lead. Now, a life that's more about the Spirit's direction and less about our own will is not going to be easy uh, all the time, but uh, it's going to be a life that's definitely full and abundant. So we don't ask ourselves if this church community makes us feel good. Instead, we always ask, does this church community, is it providing me with the presence of God? Okay, there's affirmation and confirmation we expect in a church community. And also, is this church providing uh, a place for the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit? Okay. So Paul, what does he write to the Galatians? Next slide. My friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. And remember that Greek word for spirit. I love that. Pneuma. Pneuma. The Spirit is the breath of God that lands where it will. So the Spirit, and this is so important, is not set aside for just a few special people. The Holy Spirit is available to every church member, to every human being. But we must receive it, okay? We must receive it. You who have received the Spirit, it's available to everyone. And we just say, okay, God, thanks a lot. You know, thank you for that we receive the Spirit. We say to God, we receive your spirit. What does the spirit do? It gives us energy. And it gives us the ability to do any number of things, including calling out and then gen uh, gently, calling out and then gently restoring people who have transgressed. Now, church members are to do this for one another, not to be the spiritual police, okay? Maybe some of us grew up in a church community where that's where it felt like a bit. Like, oh, this is the spiritual police. That's not the purpose of calling out transgressions and gently restoring people. It's about being in right relationship with God. If I'm off track, I want fellow church members to tell me that I'm off track and give me an opportunity to rethink something. Now, it's not all on one person to do the calling out and the restoring. The entire faith community is empowered to do this for one another and with one another because we're all provided with the Spirit. Now, Paul goes on to write the Galatians on this next slide. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So Paul is pointing out that fulfilling the law of Christ, it's not about following rules and regulations and procedures, but it's about having the willingness to carry the burdens of others. That's fulfilling the law of Christ, a willingness to carry the burdens of others. Church members are to carry the grief of others. Church members are to carry the anger of others. We are to carry the hurt and the disappointments and the struggles and the difficulties of others. I think this is really important. Note that Paul did not write to the Galatians, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fix the other person and fulfill the law of Christ. That's not what Paul wrote, right? He didn't say this is how you're going to fix People, we're not here to fix one another. Only Jesus can do that. 
but we can ease the burdens of others by carrying them for a while. And we do this voluntarily as a part of that volunteer spirit of the church. We don't turn away from people who are in pain and carrying burdens. We say, hey, I'm going to carry this with you for a while. And I love this image, too. We carry one another's burdens, no matter our ages. On the next slide, for if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves, all must test their own work, then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride, for all must carry their own loads. This is confusing. I found this confusing because Paul had just written that beautiful piece about carrying each other's burdens, and now Paul writes, for all must carry their own loads. What in the world is going on here? Well, basically, Paul is emphasizing that people are to take responsibility for their stuff. We cannot offload all of our burdens on someone else. That's not the purpose of the church. It's not on one person to carry the entire load. The point that Paul is making here is that we are to share in one another's burdens, not take on someone else's burdens completely, and not to expect others to completely take on our burdens. It's sharing, and sharing in community life means there's mutuality, and no one is stuck holding on to everything. On this next slide, those who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher. Now, when I was in elementary school, I had one of those potholder makers that came with the Alaska to, uh, loops. Does that look familiar to anyone? Did anyone? Yeah. So it came, oh, I'm glad to see that. Um, it came with this little loom, and you would stretch the elastic loops, and, and like you'd make a design. And so I'd make these potholders, and I would give one to my teacher at Christmas time or at the end of the school year and, you know, thank you, teacher, uh, for uh, being a great teacher. And I wonder where all those potholders ended up, right? Maybe they ended up under pots or under plants or maybe they gathered dust in a closet. It's all okay. What, what mattered most is that the teacher was acknowledged. We share with our teachers along life's journey, whether we're children or, or when we become adults. We're all lifetime learners, and teachers show up every stage of our lives. Now, Paul is a little bit all over the place in these verses, and in the next one on this next slide, what Paul is doing, he's, he's shifting into uh, warning mode. And what does he write? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow, if you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh, but if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Uh, for a while, um, I got hooked on Joyce Meyer, uh, the televangelist, and this was one of her favorite verses, right? She'd kind of stalk up and down the stage, right? You reap what you sow, and um, very, you know, some very inspiring uh, moments uh, from from Joyce Meyer, but this was one of her favorite, uh, favorite verses. I, I like that Paul is using an easy to understand image from agriculture. A person reaps what they sow, right? If you plant carrots, you're gonna get carrots, okay? Come harvest time, you'll reap carrots if you plant carrot seeds. And Paul applies this to the spiritual lives of the Galatians, and I think these words are also for us today. If we plant ungodly things, that's what we're going to reap at harvest time. If we sow seeds of conflict, we're going to harvest more conflict. If we plant seeds of unforgiveness, we're going to get more unforgiveness. If we plant seeds of gossip, we're going to get a whole lot of gossip. The opposite is also true. If we sow to the Spirit, we're going to reap eternal life from the Spirit. If we plant seeds of hope, we're going to harvest overflowing hopefulness. If we sow seeds of grace, we're going to harvest abundant graciousness. If we plant seeds of love, we're going to harvest never-ending love. The end goal is not fame or wealth or power. The end goal is always entry into the kingdom, our eternal home. There's a story. It's about a man who served as a missionary uh, with his spouse, 
And he and his wife, they returned to the United States after decades of, of serving God's people far away on another continent. And as their ship came near to the dock, they noticed another ship carrying a celebrity uh, was being greeted by a very large crowd. And the crowd was waving, and they were carrying on as they greeted this celebrity. And this man who had served as a missionary for decades, he commented that no one came to greet them for their homecoming. And then he heard a voice, could only be the voice of God. Then he heard a voice say, you aren't home yet. You aren't home yet. The world is not our home. And so we're never quite comfortable in the world and with the world's ways. As we grow in the spirit, we realize we don't want to compromise all the time to the ways of the world. We don't want to give in and, and give ourselves over to the pressures of the world, that we have to look a certain way or we have to have certain things in order to be acceptable or successful. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by a wonder-working God. Each one of us is a miracle. And the more we know that, the more we treat each person with the dignity and respect that we have received. Paul writes on this, on this next slide, I think this is so, uh, so much for our times. I think these words, right, scripture never returns void. Um, and I think these words are, are such important words for our time. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. Oh my goodness, sometimes we want to give up on doing right because we get so tired of being the nice guy, or being the dependable gal, or being the responsible church member, or the reliable family member, or the neighbor who's a good listener, or the coworker who always pitches in to complete a project. We think, why do I keep showing up when no one else is showing up? We get tired, we get spiritually exhausted when we forget that the Holy Spirit gives us infinite energy. Now, of course, we're all going to become physically tired from time to time, all right, because life brings with, us, brings with it some seasons that are just physically exhausting. But we do not experience spiritual lack because the Spirit is always available, and it's always providing us with energy. We have an infinite power source, and we can always tap into the Spirit when we're feeling weary. And when we're given that power from on high, power that we don't earn, power that we don't deserve, power that we're not worthy of, we just tap into it when it's provided to us, free of charge. And it renews us, it restores us, it rejuvenates us, and we become spiritually recentered, and we're ready to serve again. We are able to keep doing what is right when we're in that right relationship with God when we're tending to that divine connection, when we're checking in with God, and when we're asking God, hey God, how you doing, right? And we not only talk with God, we also take time to listen for God. I wanna repeat this again. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. What an important verse for us as we continue. In the midst of a pandemic, so many people are tired and at low energy and wondering if this season of COVID tide will ever end. And yes, it will eventually come to an end, but we don't know when. So we keep seeking what is right, and we keep seeking to do what is right, that our lives might be pleasing to God. And we will be perfectly imperfect as we seek the right, and yet God smiles on us and gives us what we need to continue seeking. Last line of today's passage, what does Paul write? So then whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. Volunteering is about working for the good of all, especially the church community, not at our convenience, but whenever we have an opportunity, we volunteer without thought of what we receive in return, and we always receive an abundance in return. In ministry, we work for the good of all, not just for, 
you know, a, a small group of people, but the entire community. We work for the good of all, not just the people with whom we are in agreement or have similar opinions or a similar political affiliation. And let's remember this, the church is not a cult of personality, but it's a community of people together seeking the spirit. The family of faith, it's not about biological connections, but spiritual connections, and we are all connected. And so praise be to God for the opportunity to serve God and to serve all of God's people through volunteer ministry. It's an honor, it's a complete honor to be able to give of one's time and talent to the glory of God. So on this next slide, we want to take just a moment here and we want to recognize MCCLV's volunteers in these four different ministries. And we want to thank uh, these volunteers for the time and the love that they've shared. And so I'm going to ask if there are, are any volunteers here, anyone who volunteered with the Bethlehem Emergency Shelter for this past season, if you could please rise as able. We just want to give you a hand. Thank you, Bethlehem Emergency Shelter volunteers. Thank you. Thank you for your serving hearts. If there's anyone here today who, um, I think we did five or six pride festivals uh, last summer. If you volunteered at the church's booth for one of those pride festivals, if you could please rise as able. Uh, thank you so much for volunteering there. All right, let's go on to the worship ministry. Anyone here who served as an usher also known as Wranglers, <laughs> the hospitality team. If you could please rise. We want to give you a wave and a hand. Thank you so much. There we go. Hey, back there, audiovisual team, give a wave. Thank you. Thank you, audiovisual team. Any scripture readers here today? If you could please rise as Abel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, board ministry, are there any board members who are here today? Any board, yep, there we go, board members. Thank you. Uh, anyone on the fundraising committee? I see a few fundraising committee members here today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And then we also have the, the spiritual formation ministry, those who have uh, taught adult classes, or anyone who's volunteered with the children's classes. Um, well, no one here present. Maybe some people online, but we thank those volunteers with the spiritual formation ministry. And let's pray. We thank you and praise you, God, for the energy that you have provided to all of these volunteers. Lord God, we thank you for touching their hearts, helping them to share and to care. Uh, Lord God, we are so grateful for this family of faith, for this community of faith. Uh, we humbly ask that you continue to bless us, continue to call us to serving you, we pray. And let's all say, Amen. Jesus came to seek the lost. He came to heal the sick and to free the captive and restore the broken. And we give thanks for Christ's unfailing love. 
And God, we thank you for coming to us, becoming one of us, and opening us to the way of abundant life. We lift up our hearts to honor you, O oh God, and to give you thanks. Now, as part of his work of healing, Jesus gave us this gathering at a common table, a communion table. And this meal is given to us to remind us of God's love, to invite us into God's grace, and to extend to each and every one of us God's renewal. And so we remember at his last meal with friends before he died, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and then shared it, saying, this is my body given for you. Eat it and remember me. And after they had eaten, Jesus took the cup, he blessed it, and shared it, saying, this is my blood. Drink it and remember me. And so we eat and drink with thanks, and we remember the sacrifice of Jesus, which makes us whole. Will you pray with me? Loving God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts of Jesus Christ. Grant that we may be for the world the body of Christ, living as healed people and healing others and reconciling people to you. Through your chosen one, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all glory and honor is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And we celebrate today with joy the healing provided for us in Jesus Christ. Grant that in praise and thanksgiving we may be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in God's sight, and that our lives may proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again.
Loving God, it's a message that we will never grow tired of, that we are forever yours. You love us, you created us, you've given us gifts and a purpose. Thank you, God, for calling us to serve you and to serve your people. Thank you for this time around your communion table. May these gifts uh, work in us and through us uh, to shine forth your love. Amen. Let's rise now as Abel and join in our commission and blessing. Lord, as we go from this place, surround us with your strength and love that we may work for the good of all and especially for those of the family of faith. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve the Lord. Vaya con Dios. Walk with God. Amen. Amen.